Welcome to another broadcast of Journeys in Grace. Hello, my name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and thank you for joining us again. Today, we're going to go into the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1, as we begin to study about the things that are availed to us, that are given to us, and made available for us. For if we gain knowledge, and as we gain knowledge and grow in the grace of God, grow in the knowledge of who Jesus is and what his promises are to us. For again, as I've said in times past, we are not orphaned children. We don't have, uh, although our father, our earthly father or earthly mother may be gone on, but we have the ability now and we have access, as Romans 5 says, we have access into this grace in which we stand. We have access to go before the throne of God. We have a mediator, a savior who, who, who stands between us and God and he, the peacemaker, has the ability to present every promise that we've ever made. And we pray by faith in his name, knowing that all is well. So today again, Second Peter, first chapter, and again we're going to read about uh, the peace of God and the blessings that God has put upon every believer, and all those who would, who would call upon his name and believe in him. Second Peter, first chapter, second verse, says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you, through the knowledge of God and of, our, of Jesus Christ, our Lord, of Jesus, our Lord. He said the grace of God and the peace of God will be multiplied, but it comes through the knowledge of God. So if there's a lack of peace, if there's a, if there's a lack of, of, of grace, and, and again, grace is that ability, that undeserved favor that God puts upon each and every one of us. In any and every situation, the answer is provided. It's not about what God did, what God hadn't done, because everything that God's going to do, he's already provided for us. It's not about what God will do. But when Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, he meant it was finished. When a thing is finished, it means it's complete, ended, over, done. And that's what Jesus Christ did on the cross for all and each and everything that we'll need in this present world. He has provided for us. And in the next world, in the next life. Probably Apostle Paul said, if only in this life we have hope, we are men and women, my add, that uh, we are most miserable. For we have a hope and a comfort knowing that this is not my home. This is, this is not all that's available for me. But while I'm here, while we are here, while you are here, Jesus expects us to be examples of him and to occupy the kingdoms and the and the and the and the worlds and the and the things that God has provided for us, He wants us to gather them in so that men will see our good works and glorify God which is in heaven. Many people become uh, offended when we speak of riches and speak of prosperity and speak of uh, having better things and good things. But God does not provide us for just for us. He, if you read the scriptures, He always goes above and beyond. Why? Because as He told Abraham, "I'll bless you." I'll make your name great. I'll let people know. People are going to see you. And when they do, as Jesus said, they will glorify God. But then he says, I want you to be a blessing. He said, I'm going to bless you to be a blessing. So in other words, not just for me and mine, but for those to my neighbor, to my friend, to my brother, to the homeless, to the, to the broken, to, the, uh, uh, to those who are in need. That's why the blessings come from God. Not for us to hoard them in, but for us to spread Christ. For Jesus fed, he healed, he comforted everything that you need 
as a, as a body, as a person on this earth, Jesus has already provided. So it says, grace and peace be multiplied. So how can that be multiplied? By me learning of me. Jesus said, learn of me. For my yoke is easy. Because we're all going to serve some master. And Jesus said, come and yoke yourself. In other words, join yourself to me. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. It's, it's, it's as we walk with him. And let him do it. He just wants us to follow him. And Nick, Jesus gave examples in his day of examples uh, uh, of subject matter that people were familiar with. And the yoke, he's talking about how they yoked together oxen as they plowed in the field or as they pulled carts or carriages. They, they yoked them together. And usually it was with a young ox and an older one. And the older one would teach the younger one. And the younger one had to learn the ropes, as we would say today. The old ox had to uh, uh, bore most of the burden. But that young ox was strong enough, but he had to bow his wheel because the older ox knew the way, knew how to pull. He had a speed that he was taught, and now he's teaching the younger oxen. So what I'm talking about is, that's what Jesus wants to do with us. He wants to teach us his way. That we need to learn how he moves. We need to seek him, and seeking him, means I'm reading the word, I'm meditating on what he said, and I'm allowing that word as a seed to grow in me. How can the word grow? It grows by me reading and meditating on what the Lord has for me out of the Bible. And it says in the second verse, it says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our God and of Jesus our Lord. Third verse says, according to his divine power had given unto us all things. All means all. Every. Includes all is, and all is inclusive of everything that pertains unto life and godliness through what? The knowledge. Again, he's talking about knowledge. The Old Testament prophet said, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. So in other words, not knowing what God has for you, not knowing the promises. For all the promises of God are yes and amen. It's available to you. But it's like the example I always give. You could have a million dollars in the bank and certified funds. But if you don't know it's there, it's worthless to you. But the million dollars is still a million dollars. It doesn't lose its value. But unless you have knowledge of what you have and then you go and make a withdrawal. And we make a withdrawal on the word of God by faith. And that faith is simply me agreeing but what God has said, having that confidence that what he said he's going to do. Numbers 23, 19 said, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? God has promised us and every promise that he's made to us is yes and amen. Meaning he will do any and everything that he said. But we have to learn how. To walk with him. Be yoked together with him. Agree with what he agrees with. And to follow him. That's what Jesus asked us to do is follow him. In the Old Testament, as God brought the, the children of Israel out of Egypt, he was a cloud by day and a fire by night. That cloud shaded them from the heat of the sun. And at midnight, the desert gets cold, so he was a fiery cloud at night that warmed them. And he told them in the, in, the, in, the, in the word, he said, as he spoke to Moses, he said, when you see the cloud move, you move. When it stop, you stop. 
or what we, we are not led by clouds today, but we're led by the spirit. We're led by the word. And if the and if, if what you hear agrees with the word, then you follow it. But even in that, it takes the spirit within us. The Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. It's about the peace of what our decision. All of us have been in, in, in had decisions to make and 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 well and we need to know, God, what should I do? This wrong decision maker could destroy my uh could could destroy my could destroy my future. But if you don't have peace about it, what career to take, who to marry? No, the Bible doesn't have written in the, in, in, in John's two and two married John or Mary Mary. That's not what you you're not gonna find that. But it does say, let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. If you will have patience, meditate in the word, you will find every answer that you need. Every direction, God will lead you with his peace. Where there is no peace, you should not go. Where you find peace, follow it. Where you find peace, follow it. He will sometimes he'll give you a sign. Sometimes he'll give you a witness. Someone will come and testify of what you agreed, what you uh, have in your mind. That witness will come and say, "Hey, uh, uh, I just that just got got a word for you." And God does move and speak to uh, others to, uh, in agreement to what we have to say or what we have to do or what we are uh, thinking about or pondering. The word will speak to it. The scripture says, "Well, two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst." Find you a prayer partner, a real truthful prayer partner who will pray with you and agree that, 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 that God has provided and that just receive what God has, has, has already provided for us. So he's looking to provide for us. God's not against us. He wants to provide. He's already provided for us, but he wants to give to us. That's why he said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. That third verse, that third verse says, and through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and to virtue. Glory. Glory is not only the manifest presence of God, but also God's blessing. The glory of God is the blessing of God. It's walking and, 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 and enjoying ourselves and, and just walking in his favor and walking in his blessing. The glory of God, as it was spoken of when, when Jacob had Live with Laban and Laban back in the Old Testament in in uh, around Genesis twenty twenty three between I'm sorry between Genesis uh, thirty through through forty you read where Jacob had lived with Laban and Laban Jacob was a trickster he he went to marry his uh, marry the, the Laban's daughter who Laban now was his father in law and just as Jacob tricked uh, his brother Esau out of his out of his uh, uh, blessing Jacob. So told his uh, father-in-law, you've, you've changed my wages ten times. He met another trickster. But when Jacob learned that Laban didn't have my future, I'm going to count on God to bless me. And the blessing was my father. Isaac spoke over me. That blessing going to work for me. And Laban and Jacob told Laban, said, I don't need you to. He said, Laban said, what should I set your wages to? Jacob said, I don't need you to do that for me. He said, I'll tell you what. Every spot and speckled lamb, give to me. All of these uh, solid, the white or black or whatever the color may have been, brown, you have. Didn't you, you could, if you know anything about uh, uh, animal husbandry or whatever, um, I believe this, the, the, the spotted animals come few and far between. So you could just see Laban say, oh, I got it now. I'm certainly going to be rich. Jacob could never leave. 
But you cannot go against the blessings of God. So again, you can read the rest of the story over in Genesis about Jacob and Laban. But my whole point is that Jacob reached a point of peace. A place to where he trusted God and God showed him that he was faithful. Fourth verse, whereby we are, are given to us exceeding great and precious promises. The promises of God will make you rich, not just in money, but rich in relationship. Rich as far as your health. Rich as far as uh, uh, the things of, that, that, that affect your life. God wants people, wants us to be a light in darkness. So that when men look at you and they want to say, how are you doing what you're doing? Oh, we got the pandemic going on. You know, you, we, you, you lost your job last week. Uh, you know what? Your, this relative passed. Uh, that relative passed. Uh, you know, I saw you were down in your health, but looked like you were recovering. How are you making it? And you can reply, it's by the grace of God. He says again, fourth verse, whereby are given to us great and precious promises, that, ye, that by these ye may be partakers of divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. He's telling us, you, we don't have to, 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 to connive and to cheat on our taxes and to, you know, and to, and to short on our job, you know, you know, working half a day, you're supposed to be working, and you off somewhere else, or you know, claiming your grandmother on your on your tax return to get more money. You don't have to do that, or doing things that will uh, uh, cause others to 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 wonder. I, I thought they was a Christian. All of us fail. All of us. Have, if you hadn't failed, uh, you will. All of us will miss the mark. You think you're doing something right and find out, oh God, I'm sorry. I've done it. When you think you, you, you're doing the right thing or you, you know, you, in the heat of the moment, you say something you shouldn't have said, you do something you shouldn't have done. I'm not talking about it. I'm not coming to condemn you, but I'm letting you know we don't have to depend on the things of the world. We don't have to look at this world's uh, uh, methods of, 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 of getting over and getting by and getting promoted. You don't have to sleep your way to the top and, and, and degrade yourself. But you can keep your character and your honor and be able to say, it doesn't matter. That's what, jo that's what Joseph said when Potiphar's wife called, came to her and said, uh, come and lie with me. Just, Joseph told him, no, can't do it. Why? Because he said, I'm not going to offend my God. I'm not going to offend God. I love him more than a moment of pleasure with you. And you see what happened to him when he denied her. She accused him. And Potiphar, not even thinking, just threw him into prison. He knew Joseph had uh, impeccable character. Scripture says that he was so rich, Jacob, uh, Joseph had done so much for him, he didn't even know how much money he had. He just looked at the scripture, says he just looked at the food in his plate because he knew all was well. But yet he took the, 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 he took the word of his wife over this faithful man. But, Je but Joseph, was promoted in the end. He went from the favorite son to a pit, from the pit to as a slave. Slave rose up in Potiphar's house, from Potiphar's house to the prison, to the second man in command in the prison, because he was had the favor of God upon him, because he was yoked with the covenant of God. His father, uh, Jacob, who also was who became a, who left from being conniving to a, became a man of faith told his son Joseph 
of all that God had done for him. And the peace that settled in Joseph's heart said, you know, if he could bless my father, he can bless me. Well, I'm going to tell you today, whoever, who all, all that are listening to me, God can bless you. He's already blessed you. You just have to receive it. And then learn of him and then follow him by peace. How do we do that? We do it by meditating in the word, getting the word in our spirit, and then cutting off all of that outside noise. All of the noise are telling you the disasters. and uh, uh, So many of us, we need to turn off the television. We get 24-hour news, news on the television, news on the radio, news on the internet, news on Instagram, news on tweets, all of this stuff to where we really should just settle ourselves and let the begin to meditate on the word and say, Lord, all of this stuff is happening, but I believe you are faithful and you will keep your word to me. Fifth verse. And besides all this, he begins to say, and, and besides this, giving all diligence, he said, giving your attention, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. But we start out with virtue. I mean, I'm sorry, with faith. Because the scripture says, without faith, in Hebrews 6, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So God is pleased when you trust him. Again, your faith is, is, is our believing in what God has said and that God is faithful. He's, he's, he's worthy of our trust. And when we give him that trust and we walk faithful to it and we walk uh, confident in it, then we see the manifestation of what God has already done. No, God doesn't move when you pray. He's already moved. He's already provided. We just have to come into agreement and then wait upon the manifestation. Sometimes the manifestation is in three seconds. Other times, three minutes. Could be three days. Could be three weeks. Could be three months. Could be three years. But when you have confidence in God, know that he answers when you ask. The moment you ask. And see, many times we become... Uh, 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 people are confused when sometimes you can pray and things just happen. You know, you pray today and tomorrow it comes to pass. You know, if you, if all of us would, you know, people would, everybody would be in faith if you could pray and 24 hours guaranteed. But I want to tell you, Scripture also said that uh, given it shall be given, he pressed down uh, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. Many times there are men, there are, there are situations that have to come together and come to order. So what's your example? Go read the book of Daniel. How did one time Daniel prayed? And barely he had time to finish. And the prayer was there. Another time Daniel prayed. He was looking for an answer about Israel's current situation. And he was fasting. And it took three weeks for it to have come to pass. The angel told him so. He said, Daniel, first time you prayed, God heard you. He said, answer. But he said, I was hindered. So there can be hindrances. But our job is to wait. And have faith in God. Now let's go over to the book of uh, Psalms. Psalms 46. And we're going to end with this today. Psalms 46 and 10. I'm sorry. Psalm 46 uh, chapter. I want to read it verse uh, number 1. And we'll, we'll uh, I believe we'll end it with uh, verse 10. The writer says in Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in, in trouble. God doesn't arrive when things get worse, when, when, when the enemy comes. He's there before. And many times before the problem comes, he gives us forewarning. He gives us, th sometimes uh, he's telling us, you be prepared. Get in your Bible. You need, to, you, need to, you, need to, you need to get yourself away so I can talk with you. 
excuse me, sometimes we don't get the, we don't hear God. But we have to, again, as I've been teaching this this morning about uh, getting to that place of peace and that prayer and that place of grace. Grace is already, we have grace by faith through Christ. But the peace of God comes through the knowledge of him. And that knowledge comes by our daily meditating, reading, daily, getting our daily bread. The, 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 the writer, in, 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 as Jesus spoke, as the apostles captured it in uh, the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, they asked the Lord to teach them how to pray. He said, give us this day our daily bread. The bread is the word of God. We have to have the word of God resident within our, our hearts so that when we, so we can make withdrawals, so that we can believe God. See, all of us should be believing for something. The word of God is not just for you to memorize and just to uh, have in your mind and have memorized 30 scriptures, 100 scriptures. So what if you don't use them? You need to use what you learn. Put it to action. Put the word of God into action and speak the word of God to your situation. Since God is our reference and strength, a very present help. God's there in time of trouble. The writer said, therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. He said, though there was a great earthquake, and I see the cascade of the very mountains fall into the sea. He said, I'm not going to fear. Why? Because he had confidence in what God has said. He said, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, that was the volcano. He said, there is a river, and the streams thereof shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. Let's go down to verse number, uh, um, verse number nine. Verse number eight, I'm sorry. Come behold the works of Lord, of the Lord. What desolation he has made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease until the end of the earth. He breaketh down, he breaketh the bow, cutteth the spear in asunder. He burneth the chariots in the fire. But that 10th verse says, be still and know that I am God. Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. When you have confidence in what God has said, you have the word. That's how we have confidence. Confidence that he who has promised is also able to provide. A New Testament writer was saying, have confidence. If he promised it, he's able. He's able. So many times in my life, God has come through for me. Through layoffs, through trouble, through, through anything that you can imagine. Health, finances. You know, all of us, everybody's got a hater. If you don't, you, you're deceived. The biggest hater is Satan himself. The scripture calls him the accuser of the brother. He will accuse, he's accusing you. So you got a hater. You may not know them personally by name. But there is, you have a hater. But when the haters are, are screaming, when the, when the evil report comes out, the writer says in Psalms 46, be still and know that I am God. He says, I will be exalted among the heathen. The heathen is the unbeliever. And I will be exalted in the earth. God's going to be magnified and glorified. He's looking for those who will yield themselves to him. As Psalms, uh, I'm sorry, as, as Romans 12 chapter says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, 
except from under God, which is your reasonable service. Then he goes on to say, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you want to know God's will, if you want to know the goodness of God and the purpose for your life and what God has for you, find yourself in the word of God and you will find favor. You will find blessing. You will find healing. You will find prosperity in his word. I pray we said something today that would bless you. I pray that the words that I've spoken, that you would go back and read Second uh, uh, Peter, first, chap- first chapter 1 through 5, and then Psalms 46, uh, the 46th Psalm, 46th Psalm, that you would read it and just meditate on it and realize that God is a present help. He's right there beside you. You don't have to feel alone. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you to the end of the world. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this hour. We pray, Lord, in all things, we would we would be followers of you. And any of those who may be listening today who are not saved, I pray that you repeat this prayer, Father. I come to you today believing that your son, Jesus, is the son of God. That he lived a sinful, sinless life. And he died on the cross for me. He took my sins to hell and presented his, himself spotless. And because I believe in him, you said, I am saved. Today I'm saved, Lord. Lead me, guide me, fill me with the Holy Spirit. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for joining us. And meet us here again on Journeys in Grace.